Greetings, greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. It's okay to be a slug for a little while. That's my only rule. All right, let's get into it. I would like to invite to the stage an amazing, beautiful, oh, just a wealth of knowledge. This woman is, you're going to meet her. Let me bring her to the stage. Vanessa Blackwell. Hey, DJ. How are you? I am amazing. How are you? I'm good. I cannot complain. One day at a time. Yes, you look beautiful. I love your top. Thank you. All right. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Blackwell, she is an international best-selling author, a speaker, veteran, grief and joy restoration coach. Vanessa Blackwell is a tw 12 time, not one time, two time, 12 time best-selling author, international speaker. She tried to keep the top, like the, the top, she tried to be modest about that. I'm just a speaker. No, she's an international speaker. Okay. And award-winning author of the Grief Helpline. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining Snails with No Shells. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. Vanessa, where were you born and raised? I was born in North Carolina, Roxborough, North Carolina. And my Ooh. parents moved to the DMV when I was six months old. So I was raised in D.C., Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were from the South, the dirty South. <laughs> And so what was it like growing up in D.C.? Uh, it was good. Well, those were the good old days to me. Because when you mm -hmm. look back now at the times, I mean, we could play outside until the street lights came on. So times were good back then. Our parents didn't make a lot of money. But uh, we still, you know, I think we lived a pretty good life with the, on the salaries that they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, you have... Um, how was it like? Did you was did you have a big family or? Yeah, well, I had three sisters and a brother, and um, mm -hmm. they all passed away, so I'm the last one left. Oh so wow! We had, yeah, we had a good childhood, though. I remember we used to play a lot. I mean, my younger sister, she was three years younger than me, and she was the last mm -hmm. one to pass. She passed in 2014. But my um, my parent, my mom, my dad died at 82, mm -hmm. and my mom died in 1998. Mm -hmm. My older sister passed away um, in 2005. 2007, the love of my life was killed in a car accident. And then 2009, my brother passed away. 2012, the oldest sister passed away. And in 2014, I lost my younger, youngest sister. Vanessa. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even gotten to that part of the conversation yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that explains a lot about why you do what you do. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. We'll get back to that part of your life. That's a, oh my gosh. And that's why I love interviewing you all because I find out so much that I didn't know. And then I see, like, oh, I understand certain things, you know, um, when you say certain things or, you know, your stance on things or certain things that you support, you know? Right. Wow. Okay, so we'll come back to that. 
what when you were growing up, like when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? A teacher. You did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I wanted to be a teacher. I don't know why, because I had a sixth grade teacher, Miss Marilyn, and she mm -hmm. was so attentive to me, you know, um, at that stage, because my mom worked at night and my dad, um, she um, like was just off on Saturdays and Sundays and still went back to work on Sunday nights. So she slept mm -hmm. a lot of times in the evenings when we got home, she, she would have been uncooked or whatever. And then my dad would come in, make sure we'll be eight and then mama would get up at 10. Mm -hmm. to go to work but miss merlin she was so you know hey vanessa do you need anything and i got kind of quiet i guess you know teenage girls getting ready to from 12 to 13 was a you know that that age where you just like trying to figure it all out mm -hmm. and uh, miss merlin she i'll never forget her she lived up by the zoo on connecticut avenue and she let me come spend a night my mom actually let me go with miss merlin she was wow. real cool though mm -hmm. she was really cool she had a nice little place uptown and I just admired her lifestyle. You know, she didn't have any kids. Mm -hmm. And for her to take me up under her wing and let me come to her house, she had some little salad. She made a little salad. And I'll never forget the um little salad dressing. It was like that red Romano, um, that salad dressing. And it tasted like a little, like little wine. Was it? I was like, oh, this is good right here. I looked at the bottom. <laughs> but it was um, salad dressing, right, with a little mm -hmm. oil and vinegar in it. Mm -hmm. She was really uh, attentive to my needs. And that at that point, I said, well, you know, one day I would like to be a teacher so I could help young girls out like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why not? That's funny how the little things that we remember. You remember some, you remember some salad dressing. I <laughs> just <laughs> salad dressing is good, right? I don't know what was in the salad, but the dressing mm -hmm. was good. And I was like, well, I'm giving me some of this right here. Because the bottle was so cute, the little bottle. It looked like... um. Sweet sauce bottle, but it was, you know. Yes, uh -huh. yes, that's so sweet. So, so what happened? Did, so, did you get? Did you did you become the teacher? No, I didn't. No. Um, my mom used to say I should have been a teacher too. My uncle said because they said I was kind of bossy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, tell the kids what to do. So mm -hmm. I did do substitute teaching, and I actually was an instructional aide um, for um, developmentally de delayed children. That was a, it was an interesting job. Mm. You know, it really was. Had a love for um, kids with special needs because mm -hmm. my brother was handicapped. And so mm -hmm. we had hemophiliacs that ran in our family. And I th really think that's why the principal gave me the job because I told her that we had all, been, you know, been around kids, special kids. And mm -hmm. so, um, but some of what, um, I never forget this little guy. His name is Scott Fisher. He had the cutest little face, but he had stumps for legs. But okay. Scott was, he was real, he was a handsome little guy and he walked on his hands, you know, and a little bored. But um, oh. yeah, kids um, with traits, um, artistic. I had a whole little class for like 12 kids and then I was the, um, you know, like the aide, the teacher's yeah. aide. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was interesting. Um, I like the fact that they worked nine months and was off for the summer. That was great. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty cool. Okay, so you did you did teach a little for a little a, while. A little while, yeah, yeah. Because the teachers, a um, they do a lot. Like the teachers' assistant, they sometimes I've seen them do more than some teachers. I'm just saying, I'm gonna be honest. Those teachers, a they they do a lot and get under and get underpaid. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You are yeah, so. yeah. So so yes, you did teach. You did teach, <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> So after that, what did you decide to do? 
then I, I worked at the post office and um at the um the warehouse and did that for temp i did a had a temp tour and they actually brought me on full time in a rewrap section um wrapping packages that was busted or whatever but they gave me a split shift they gave me 6 15 in the evening to like 3 15 in the morning and i was mm -hmm. off tuesdays and thursdays and at the time i had a daughter and i was like i can't do this you know yeah so um from there i had various little jobs i worked mm -hmm. for shoppers food um as a cashier um 7-eleven all over the place until wow. i went to i was in the guard because i went in the guard in 1982 and i stayed mm -hmm. just for basic training ait and i didn't like it when i came home with it was um hey what took me to drill up in fort meade and uh, we was playing doing a night fire and i it was dangerous because they were driving the little jeeps around at night i said somebody could get killed out here i'm not mm -hmm. coming back so i took a break in service i went back in 1994 and when i went back i had a different mindset and um i was like hey i'm gonna stay here and get these 20 years so i can retire and that's wow what I did. Mm -hmm. so you plan you said 20 years yes i can get this 20 years i need this retirement check <laughs> so wow, <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, thank you for your service. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes. 20 years. Wow. That is dedication. Mm. Mm. Wow. So let's get to your, because what did you, what did you get into? Did you get into the, um, the grief and joy restoration coaching or did you, were you writing books first? Like, where did you, where did you start? So I started um, writing in a collaboration book. Um, okay. I was still serving in the military and I was trying to figure out what my exit plan was going to be. Okay. So um, I was always human resources. So always dealing with the paperwork. And so I was pretty good at writing, writing letters and memorandums and things of that nature. So mm -hmm. when I started um, being on social media, trying to figure it out, um, got an opportunity to be in a couple um, collaborations. Um, I think the spiritual disciplines was the first one that I wrote in and I wrote in volume one um, through three. And then um, after that launch, I was so excited about, you know, it actually published. My daughter came out and to the um, the book launch and she was like, oh, my, these ladies got um, fancy pens. You got, I could go to the store and get you a pen. You need it so you can autograph your book. <laughs> so I was so excited. The book cover was on a cake and I was, oh, this is really nice. So it made me feel good, right? So I wrote in the next volume, um, volume four through six. And from there, I started write, trying to, you know, figure out how I was going to write my own book to learn mm -hmm. things for my own book. Well, at that time, my sisters, two of them were still living. So um, in 2012, I was trying to figure out, okay, with this exercise plan, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a, you know, what kind of business am I going to have? Because my goal was not to go back to work for anyone else. So mm -hmm. what kind of coaching was I going to do? So I had got a couple of coaches, um, Lucinda Cross, The Art of Activation, Cheryl Woods. Um, she does a speaker's um, class, international class now. She's speaking all over the world. So mm -hmm. uh, they were my coaches. And um, they was always talking about niche. You have to have a niche right. if you're going to coach. So God called me to get grief and joy restoration coach qualified. I wasn't really sure that's what I wanted to do because grief was heavy, you know, yeah. and I was like, I'm not sure that's what I'm going to do. I said, but I'm going to go ahead and, you know, to take the class. So when I was going through it, it was actually set up. You set up a whole program. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Well, then my two sisters passed away. 
And when they passed away, the Lord brought me back to the grief coaching and said that this wasn't what, it wasn't about what I wanted to do, that that was my calling. So hmm. that's when the grief helpline was birthed. Um, I had to figure out a name. What's the name of my business going to be? What am, you know, if I'm going to have a coaching business, I wanted to have books because um, I know that with grief, I can't be everywhere. You see what I'm saying? People are dying all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have some products that I can send them to help them. Mm -hmm. So I started on with my book, The Grief Helpline. And it was, it was a devotional um, for 100 days. And it walks you through the stages of grief. The second That's the first 50 days. The second half of the book is joy restoration. So then it goes into how you can restore your joy after a personal loss. Okay. When the book launched, by the time the book was published, my God had given me two more books. Wow. So I told, yes. I told my publisher, I said, oh, you know, this is great. I got this box of books. I said, but the Lord has given me two more books. She said, well, great. Just go ahead and pick out a package, you know, just like you did the last time. We'll go through, you know, what you want. You want to do one at a time or you want to do both? I said, no, ma'am, I'm going to have to learn how to do this because I paid almost $5,000 to get that book published, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, like $800 because you want the one with the bells and the whistles. They said it would be some um, bookmarks and some flyers and you get all of this, a Facebook banner. Everything's pre-made. So I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. give me that one. Um, but yeah. And so that's when I started to learning to self-publish. So I self-published the journal first and then I did a um, a workbook to go with the grief helpline um book the devotional and then i did a planner and a coloring book so i created a grief kit to help people mm -hmm. that's with grief and loss wow mm -hmm. and so you're creating all this for other people but then you when you're but you're dealing with your how do you deal how do you deal with your how did you deal with your own grief with all all the your family members passing like this how did you get through that like well like i said this, a lot of the tools that i learned in the grief and joy restoration coaches like the um journal journal was very um therapeutic for me mm -hmm. um so some of the things that i learned while i when i took that grief and um, joy rest joy restoration class i started to apply them to my life and so the steps that i did with the 100 day devotional were things that i was using for me to help me heal and then, like I said, since I lost all my siblings, I have nieces and nephews. They're adults now. But I would, you know, they would call me from time to time or my kids like, oh, I really miss auntie. So I had to have something that I could share with them. OK, it's one day at a time, but we can make it, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And if you keep doing this, stay in focus. You see what I'm saying? It'll lift and you'll, you know, feel better. Yes. Focus on the positive, you know, and not the negative. You see what I'm saying? Remember the good times, you know? And explaining to them life and its processes. I mean, it's a debt we all got to pay. You see what I'm saying? It mm -hmm. just pushed me to the front when I became the last one to, to be determined to leave our name on something. You know, yes, the black folks here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so, and that's when I stepped up to the front and start with the books. They helped me to create that. Yes, that's beautiful. I am. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked to other guests on my show, and I was always. It's. It seems as if we've all um because like you you've been writing these books and you've just been flying 
like Vanessa, I'm hearing Vanessa Blackwell's name everywhere. I didn't know anything about her being in the military. All I know is that she was, you know, she has, she got these anthologies going on. She's this author. And this is, so I'm hearing, I'm hearing your name, mm -hmm. you know, so, and, but that's what I'm hearing it more about you being an author. Mm -hmm. And um, I was saying to other guests, we've talked about that. Like sometimes it seems like we've all had to experience something kind of, you know, tragic mm -hmm. or just, or just devastating in, 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 based on how we feel about it. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter how the other person, somebody else might be like, oh, that's nothing, but it could be something to us. You know, right. mm -hmm. it's like you experience something like God brings this experience into your life that really just makes you um, really have to go within and turn, you know, and turn to him. Like you right. have no choice but to be here to, uh, to be able to have these certain experiences. Mm -hmm. So that you can have a testimony when you come out of it and so that you can help uh, other people. Because had you not been through this, you would have you wouldn't really know how to deal with the grief and, or, you know, or even what it feels like. So right. we all have our own journeys. We all have our own stories, you know, and um, I think that's that's beautiful, though. You um, I know you had no idea that you'd be doing that, doing that. And then and you and you still you, she says she ain't a teacher. You taught you just you teaching. You're still teaching, still teaching, because not only is she an a, a, a best twelve time best selling author, uh, Vanessa is a she teaches you how to become a best selling author now. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking about this woman probably in every interview that I've been doing, talking about this anthology that I was a part of, Finding Joy in the Journey of Part Two. This is Vanessa Blackwell. This is who, who I've been talking about <laughs> because of her, because of you, you know, the opportunity that was presented, you know, from Tina V. Lewis, from her to get in on your project is how I even wound up here on the owner platform. So I do want to say thank you, Vanessa. Again, you know, this is her, ladies and gentlemen. This is her. This is what I've been talking about. Thank you. About thank her you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keep talking about uh, Vanessa Blackwell, the visionary. Probably every interview. If anybody says an anthology, here we go. Here I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into that. Let's get into um your uh finding joy in the journey because I I was on the second the second project. So let's get into that. How did you get on in that path? Okay, so when I started, um, like I said, I was in six anthologies before I launched my first one. My and the first one was Your Wings Were Ready, But My Heart Was Not. That was 20 authors, and we all did a chapter. And we were talking about a tribute to our loved ones, somebody who had passed away. Mm -hmm. um, it went well. It really did. We made bestseller, and that was the goal. And I was excited about that, and so were they. And then they say, Miss Vanessa, what are we going to do next? <laughs> I said, what? I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I said, you know, I really don't read chapter books anymore because a lot of people that are struggling with grief and loss don't have a long concentration span. Mm. So, you know, devotionals work very well for me and for most of my clients, right? Mm. They just need something for the day. So you give them something for today, they can get through that day, you mm. know? And that's why I always say one day at a time because I think, Tom, like you were saying, Sometimes God allows us to go through things, but he mm -hmm. wants that testimony. Your testimony mm -hmm. can save someone else. And That's so I learned to talk about it, you know, 
Um, there's healing and sharing, putting it back into the universe. We can't carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. You know, the world belongs to the Lord. So once it happens to us, then we need to talk about it, you know, um, heal from it, grow from it and move forward. Um, because a lot of people go through stuff and they feel like I can't make it out of this. You know, or they get stuck. They start drinking, drugging, doing a lot of things that they wouldn't have done had they not had these experiences in their right. life or traumas in their life. Yes. But if you learn to pray about it, um, ask God to, you know, lead the way. Yeah. Uh, life is like we were all born, we have to leave. So, you know, um, that was um, the first book. <clears throat> and then from there, we started the devotional, Finding Joy in the Journey, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was great. It really was. I had 90 authors. I like working with 90 authors um, because it works well for me. And um, it's 90 days. It's three, not three months. People can heal in 21 days. But if you use our books for 90 days, we know that you found joy some type of way throughout our um, testimonies, trials, and um, journey. Or you learn how to apply those things to your life, you know, to the situation that's happening in your life and going back and say, hey, well, if they can do it, I can too. And so with volume one, um, it was phenomenal. And then it's, it's always, I do one project a year. So it's what's next. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So and that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, dealing doing ninety authors in one book in a year—that's a lot. It's a lot that goes goes into that. Yeah, yeah, but that is, it's good because you—I ha have a group. Um, you know, like you were one of the co-authors. So when you have um ninety people, yeah, and you work with them for a year, they get the concept too. A lot of mm -hmm. folks don't want to teach the concept. You know how? Okay, we became a best-selling author, but how? You see, what I'm saying mm -hmm. so. Your success is my success with my authors. You see what I'm saying? I want you all to learn how to do it on your own. And that's duplicating the process. So you can teach 90 authors, 120, some people 365. It is whatever you feel that you can um, teach or train them to do. You see what I'm saying? And I highly encourage collaborating because there's enough out here for all of us. We just have to come together and see how we fit in this puzzle, this one puzzle. And, you know, can maneuver and, and, and adjust in life. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you have finding joy in the journey one. Uh -huh. And then you have finding joy in the journey two. Bar two. Bar yes. 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 I love the title so much. I didn't want to put it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay. Joy in the journey that was just perfect, you know, because yes. like I said, with all the things that I have went through in life. I just mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I still have to find joy in all of this. Yeah. You know, I have to go on. I have to continue this journey, whether I feel that I'm alone or they're not here. I'm still going to find the light at the end of this tunnel. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I keep going. And then we had created so many products around finding joy in the journey, volume one. So I was like, I'm not going to just trash those products that we created. We can use them again. Yeah. <laughs> volume two, yeah. right? And so that's what we did. So the next group came in, 90 more authors. And um, and we used some of the finding joy in the journey stuff. Um, so showing them how to show my co-authors how to build a platform because it's mm -hmm. great to become a best-selling author. But then when you get out here and you're using that title, you have to look, walk the walk too. 
you yeah. says to have a website set up. When you mm -hmm. say I'm a best-selling author, you're not going to say cash at me. You're going to say go to my website, purchase my book, and you can pay me there and I'll ship the book. So mm -hmm. learning the language, you know, so we go through the language and all of the steps, you know, so that, mm -hmm. like I said, it takes about a year for everybody to fully get it because we stop and say, okay, do you understand? You know, they inbox mm -hmm. me, still inbox me, ask me questions, but that is what um, I think a good coach should do. You see yeah. what I'm saying? If somebody has invested in you and they want you to help them and they bought, y'all bought the products, um, you know, the opportunity to be a collaborator in my book. So I want to show you all to make sure you have the next next steps, you know. Yes. And if I meet people, I'm going to definitely share with my group. And I always ask them, hey, this is great. Um, yeah. you mind if I share with my co-authors? You see what I'm saying? Because I want us all to, to grow and go, you know. Yeah. And yeah. um, continue to move forward in life. And I think that is really where the blessings is coming from, where God is allowing me to get 90 more each time. <laughs> because yeah. some people say, how are you filling them books? I said, well, the good Lord. You see what I'm saying? I said, because a lot of my co-authors come back from last, from volume two. They back over here now. Mm -hmm. Joy comes in the morning. So we will continue to do it as long as it works. So now it's all, up to almost 300 authors that we have. Help me wow. and that says a lot about you because <laughs> I mean, who can say they get 90 authors returning every year you know or mm -hmm. just always have a good 90 mm -hmm. um that want to be a part of your project that says a lot about the yeah the leader yeah <laughs> it does. And, and she and she really does she we do zoom meetings about the book you know you're very aware of what's going on she come in she does lives questions um vanessa she she's really uh she really caters to her authors <laughs> and she's really she really is available um for us and i i will say i again i'm very thankful for the um the opportunity to be in the the second book because um that year my uh, my grandmother, you know, had died, and then my brother uh, was murdered that year that we started with the Finding Joy in the Journey Volume Two. No, so no. I had a, I, you know, I had a lot going on, and um, so um, to be able to, you know, talk about it and actually write it out, that was the therapy for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I started reading everybody else's, you know, chapters, I was like, wow, you know, you just never know who's going through what, mm -hmm. you know. You nobody's nobody's pain is greater than the others. You know, we all going through, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, yes, that was definitely a blessing. And like I said, to get 90, you I mean, you just sitting here like, oh, yeah, 90 authors, you know. And I'm like, I know that you are so full of humility. I do. I understand that. <laughs> but that is amazing to keep consistently being able to do. That speaks volumes to you and your your mission, your, your purpose, you Thank know, you. cause I believe that we have, you know, I just, I believe we have purposes, you know, and I, and I see that um, with you, you're teaching authors how to, you know, even helping them write, you know, and teaching them how to become, have a successful anthology and how to be um, best selling authors. And then you're still helping with your coaching, with your grief. And it's like, you, you're tapping into, everything that you're doing it, it's all it all is still that teacher you're still helping in all different kinds of ways and so yeah we thank you but as you grow um as you go through um life bj even with, with you starting your podcast it'll start to get into alignment mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying of what your purpose actually is here 
Mm-hmm. We and God has allowed, you know, us to do certain things, but it's all about what did he put us here to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you find that and you fit right in it, it's like a mold. You seem to say you just get in it and get comfortable, you know, and um, because this that's it's in alignment with what you were called to do. And yeah. so that's why I say keep soaring, keep doing what you're doing, keep reaching out. And um, like I said, go get some of them heavy hitters because they out here and they will pay. You see what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about. You know, how are you going to eat? How are you going to teach the next generation how to eat? We are standing on our ancestors' shoulders. They mm-hmm. worked hard. You see what I'm saying? They don't have they never had access to internet and none of the stuff that we have today. So we can reach out there and the PayPal buttons work. You see what I'm saying? It's click and pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm so all yeah. of those things that we have, because they, it's a season. This is a season that we're in. Everything changes, just like the four seasons of the year. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So we had to get in now why it is the season, right? Mm-hmm. And so when the change comes, you already pay, you financially set, you see what I'm saying, to adapt to the new shift. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And so COVID was a period, of, it was some escalation. It was a shift in the atmosphere. Everything was still. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But folks, a whole lot of people got paid, seriously paid during COVID. Okay. Yeah. They learn we're going to have to be in. We got to wear masks. Okay. They pull out these computers every side by the side. You make some money. You go get you a better computer because you need the light. <laughs> you yes. Yes. And everything, the background, the green screen, and all of that. So we went into creative mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so then, so now it's what do I do with it? You yes. said, what do I do with all of this? So with 90 people, it teaches me how to share because we all have enough. Like you have gifts that some of the gifts that you had weren't meant for you. But when you share it, it was to help somebody else to stand up their business. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you don't ever feel like I have too much. You see what I'm saying? No, it's enough to go around. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the abundant life that Christ has promised us. You know, and when you start walking in that, that I'm worthy of it, that I deserve this type of life. You see what I'm saying? You can have it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really have it all. And this is a part of, you know, like I said, I'm 62. Um, I'll be 63 this year. So it's time to do what I'm going to do and sit down. You see what I'm saying? And another three years, but that's not going to be writing no more books. So I want to push as many authors as I can. Go! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, do your thing. Because it's out here. Yes. You know, and if each one of us teach one person or some folks, you know, we'll be a better place. Yes. The world will be a better place. I agree. I you know, agree. people yeah. say when you look back at our childhood, it was great. But I looked and when we see the younger folks that stand around the corner, ma'am, can you at the stores? Can you get some change? These are young black males. They need a job. You see what mm-hmm. saying? They need something. To do mm-hmm. with their life, you know. So I give my business card. I said, "No, but I work and make T-shirts and stuff." Then you can give me a call. You see what I'm saying? How can you help this young man? You see what I'm saying? Because, yes. like you said, we all have some type of issue that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, and nobody never knows because it doesn't show in your face that you lost all these people, or that you're going through grief, or that you had mm-hmm. somebody pass away. You know, it yeah. doesn't it's not written on our face right mm-hmm. so i try to be kind and that's what i'm saying i always advise be kind to people because you never know what you never know mm-hmm. yeah. and then the old saying the old uh, from the church you know you see my glory mm-hmm. you don't know my story exactly. no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes wow. yes oh wow this has been such i am i am just so uh honored to finally <laughs> interview you, Vanessa, 
Finally, thank you so much for being on my show. And thank you for your support. You're very supportive. You're encouraging words, you know, and Vanessa is the type of person where she's like, go ahead, you know, you don't, you know, do, do it, you know, <laughs> like do it. What, what's the hold up? And if I, you know, she, if she can help you, she will. So I'm full of gratitude and so happy to know Thank you, you so much. Thank <laughs> you. Now continue to step out in faith, you know, because faith without works is dead, you know? Yes. So you have to move with the faith. You know, you have faith that God said, I, he gave you all of this, you know? Your mm -hmm. show is way bigger than this, you know? You're going to do great things. You just have to step out there, you know? Sometimes yes. we got to step out into the deep, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And sometimes you just have to, it's, it's, you know, the angels, they speak through you, got to speak through someone and, yes. and let you know, you, exactly. it's, it's okay, you can do it, you know? So yes. I'm very thankful. I am, I am. Okay, so before we go, was there any, like a nugget or just a quote or anything you'd like to share with the audience? Um. Yes, I believe that everyone has a book in them. Everyone has a story. And I think you should share your story. If you don't know how to write a book, I would highly encourage you to get in collaborations because you will learn the steps. Pay attention, whatever collaboration you're in, what are the steps that you go through? When you're in a collaboration, most of the time you submit in a headshot, your bio and your chapter or devotional or whatever for the project. But write your books. Get out here so you can learn, teach somebody else how to write books. There is, being an author took my life to a whole new level. So I encourage everybody to write that book, tell your story. Because if you don't tell it, somebody go tell it for you. So you might as well be the one to do so. Yes. Amazing. So go tell us your, um, give us your information, how to reach you, because this is going to be on audio as well. Okay. So I am on Facebook as the grief strategist. I'm also out there as the best-selling book strategist. So you can find me on Facebook. My name is Vernessa Blackwell. That's V-E-R-N-E-S-S-A Blackwell. You can connect with me on Facebook. Um, I have two websites um, for grief coaching. It is www.griefhelpline.coach. If you want the book services, then you can go to www.bestsellingbookstrategist.com. But thank you so much, BJ, for having me. And I really am I'm grateful to be here on your show. And have a blessed one.
Again, thank you so much, Vanessa Blackwell, for being on Snails and No Shells. We appreciate you. We enjoy our time that we share with you. I would like to say before we go, please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. We need to get the word out. The more people see it, the more they'll know what's going on and know what's, you know, people that are doing some great things in our community. Okay, so please like, share, and subscribe. And before I go, I just wanted to say, remember, just like the sun, you are necessary. I love y'all.